The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. On this episode, I'm talking with Joey Welling all about cheeseburgers. Taylor Swift, and of course, Ethos Athletic Club. It's officially been one year since Ethos opened its doors, so we recap all the highs, all the lows, and everything in between. Other than burgers and T-Swift, we talk about what makes a great team, the importance of playing the long game, and what Joey's really excited about in the future. Before we start, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Now on to the show. All right, Joey Welling, welcome back. Hey, Hannah. It's been almost two years since the last time we did this. Oh. What have you been doing this whole time? Nothing. (laughs) Just going to the gym. Sort of what we're here to talk about, eating cheeseburgers and listening to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Then let's get right into it. Tell me about these cheeseburgers. What do you want to know? You are a huge fan of cheeseburgers. When did this love for burgers with cheese on them start? I think it always, it started after elementary school when my grandma would pick me up from school in her uh, navy blue buick and she'd take me a real story yeah she'd take me uh to mcdonald's after school every day and i get the quarter pounder with cheese then i remember my friend thomas and i we'd always put french fries in the burger and that would make a huge deal but no i what guy doesn't like cheeseburgers i mean i don't know and there's a lot of women yeah they love cheese i don't think that it's gender specific although you should see my instagram when i post about a cheeseburger, followers go down. They're like, I don't want this it's, content. It's I don't the want plant cheese. eaters. It's the plant eaters, <laughs> the vegans. That they actively unfollow The vegans you. don't like me, you know? Well, that's okay. You want to be able to post cheeseburger content, right? It is. I understand they have their things. I love plants too. I put lettuce and tomatoes and everything on my cheeseburgers. <laughs> exactly. If French fries are from plants. Yeah. There you go. It's a potato. It comes from the ground. I want to know about your best cheeseburger in the last year. Most memorable. Let's talk cheeseburgers. Oh, boy. The hot takes. The, to me, I'm just going to give you some top burgers. Okay. Um, I'm not going to put them in a specific order, but I think Little Jack's is still the king of the town. I think Edmundo's Restaurant has two unbelievable burgers. Herd Provisions mm. is a great burger. There's a new place called Heavy's. They make a good one. Where's that? It's downtown. I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah, it, it's where the old tattooed moose was. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, another good one is that that cool food truck oh. in Mount Pleasant called Rocket Burger. 
It's on oh. Coleman Boulevard. Okay. They have a great one too. There's another one. It's like um, Blackout Burger. Yes. It's a good burger. Yeah, a that's a good burger. burger. I think the Post House Burger is banging. Have you yeah. had it? Did I not say that one? No. No, yeah. That's okay. in my top five. Okay, no, you didn't mention yeah, that Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. Okay, I, I, I thought, thought I said it. But to me, yeah. Little Jack's, Edmund's Oast, Post House, Herd Provisions. Those are burgers you can't, they're consistently the best. Yeah. Elliot has a note on his phone where we rank burgers. It goes from- oh, I got one. I need to show them. Oh, really? Y'all can compare notes? Oh, yeah. How now, about you say you didn't rank them? No, 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 no. I'm not- I don't like to, I got them ranked. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got them ranked. Me and the, so I got a group of guys that I do it with. You know a few of them. Yeah. Um, and we have debates weekly on, on our ranking system. Some like this, some like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we get into it. Like, talk about the bun, how the burger was cooked. Oh my we God, have, the bun, yeah. We, we have now created a ranking system. We have dinner burger, lunch burger, and a specialty burger. What's the difference between a lunch burger and a dinner burger? Okay. For instance, that food truck mm -hmm. that I mentioned, Rocket Burger, they only do lunch. So that's an automatic lunch burger. Like you can't even try to eat it for dinner. No, 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 no. Okay. But another thing is, you know, an old school grill, like doing it like that, char grill with French fries, it, you know, that makes it sort of, to me, Little Jack's and Post House, that's a dinner burger. It's a proper mm. more, I don't know. It just has that that ambiance. What was the, the the other food truck or pop up that I think closed? Oh, I know. What is the name of it? I'm losing my yeah, name. Yeah, our other friend worked for it. They were great. They were so good. What happened? I don't know. I don't know if they got too busy or it was too much. I don't know. I think the head guy or one of the guys that worked there, he's at Leon's. Oh. He's a bartender there. Okay. This um, is really the hard-hitting stuff. What was the name of it? I don't know. I know it's going to kill me. They were phenomenal. I know. We'll have to look it up. I'll put it I'll put it in the intro. Don't worry. Yeah. So throughout all those cheeseburgers, mm -hmm. what have you been really doing in this last year? What have you been spending your time on? Uh, you know, we opened this place called mm. Ethos. There it is. Athletic Club. Mm -hmm. All at the same time. Uh, so that would be during the day and then during the night, I'd put on my cape and eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> so... It is November 15th. On November 18th, that is the one-year anniversary, right, of the opening. Yeah, opening the doors of Ethos. Yeah. So I want to kind of recap and dive in what the last year of your life has looked like, what the last year of your team's life has looked like. I know there's been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of highs. There's been a lot of lows. And I want to just dive in. Yeah. It, I think you could ask a few of our leadership team and it seems like we opened a month ago or two months ago and it's hard to believe that it's already been 12 months um we've been a team though most of us for the last two years um and then there's the core group that's been together for six seven years even elliot was there at it during exemplar days and things like that and yeah, but the last 12 months has been a complete whirlwind. We, the greatest problem we ever had was we had an absolute rush of people join the gym in the first six months. Um, and then that's be ultimately because we're the new shiny toy. Let's not, we're, we're nothing fancy. We're nothing better than anybody else, but we were the new fancy toy that had great branding 
in a cool facility. And, and everybody wanted to see what it was about. But the problem was is we knew it would be a rush, but we didn't know that many people would join that quickly. And my management team got absolutely overwhelmed in the front desk with the amount of tours we were giving, the towels that were being used. Oh my God, used. the towels. It was, we had to go out and pay $10,000 a month for a, towel a linen service. PSA, yeah. minimize your towel use. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah. like be smart. I'm like, gonna say this out loud. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in the men's room at Ethos <laughs> Athletic Club, but at the most, all you need is two towels. At the most. At the most. I can't understand. I've never used more than one, but I'll give you another one. But I I've don't quite understand what's that. going on. I don't either. I've I'm like, how many towels do you use at home? Mm -hmm. Use that. You probably use one. Ladies, we have like our hair towel. You you might have a hair towel. I bring my own personally. And so I'm just not sure what the boys are doing. Yeah, the women's room supposedly is incredible. I haven't been You've in there lately, in. you know, but Yeah, lately. <laughs> but from what I hear, everything is everything's good. Yeah. So, so good problem to have, but Yeah, still. it's a great problem to have because so many people want to come and use your product. It's a beautiful thing to see. It was extremely overwhelming uh, emotionally and for the team, people were working 12 to 16 hours. Some people like Chad Reese and Katie Dellinger and Catherine and Heidi. It was incredible. But we all we we all love it. It's a passion. The place is, it's our baby. And we want to share it with Charleston. And so it, it was very fun to see and witness and continue to do every day. So yeah, it's like a it's it's a roller coaster, but you know that you're not going to be on it forever. And it's like when you're when you get off the roller coaster, you're like, wow, I wish I would have like had more fun because mm -hmm. that was so fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like that every day. It, it's I'm one of the luckiest human beings in the world. I always say it because there's never a Sunday where I'm scared to go to work on Monday. I cannot wait to see my members, my clients and especially my teammates. Yeah, so. that was something that you talked a lot about on the podcast a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Was one like a lot of a lot about work ethic and like it's not the grass isn't always greener and how you need to be dedicated, you need to be committed. You're not going to find, you know, perfect amazing dream job all the time, but you also talked a lot about how you had a you had found and also created a career that you were really excited about every Monday mm -hmm. and, and you never dreaded it. You almost like woke up and it was like, oh, is it, is it time? Do I, I get to go? Yeah. People are like, you're nuts. Why the hell do you wake up at three and 4 a.m.? I go, well, because one, I just wake up that early. My body wants to wake up. Number two, I'm just excited. You're just ready. Yeah. So you still feel like that. I do. I've had some mentors and some people in the industry, around the industry that own gyms and they go, how long are you going to be training clients? How long are you going to be teaching classes? And I sort of look at them with a puzzled look. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I see that they've sort of started gyms and owned gyms and they're done with that. And I, I can't imagine it. Like I, it was random. It's a Tuesday now. And yesterday at 4.45 PM, I was teaching my fourth class of the day and been up since 3.30 and it was 4.45 PM. And so you're starting to drag a little, you're going into your last two classes. And that 445 group, every Monday they come in there and I don't know what the hell they're smoking <laughs> or taking at work. It's at their just desk. Monday, 5 p.m. But 
they bring more energy than most of the classes that I teach all week. And it's a consistent every Monday. When you're in there teaching it, I'm like, how the, I'm getting paid to do this? Like, this is so cool. Like these people, I'm feeding off their energy. They're feeding off my energy. I would have guessed it's on a low dose of what a musical artist mm. experiences at a car at a concert. Because I've always wondered, I'm like, man, these guys do 200 um, cities in a year. And they're singing the same damn songs that they sing every night. It's the energy. It's, it's and yeah. That doesn't even include them practicing and making the album. But I mean, it must be something similar to that, that I get that, that high when in a classroom, feeling that energy from teaching people. And I don't know. It, it's just, it's unexplainable unless you do it. I don't know how to tell you. It is so. like a performance. But anyway, to get back to, I, I just don't, I don't know what retirement is at that. I, I see myself working with my clients. I love them. They're a, each one of them is a different chapter in my book every day. And um, they're just the sweetest people in the world and they work hard. And then teaching classes is this whole other realm to me that I love and fires me up every day. So I don't know. Maybe things will change five, 10 years from now. We'll keep but. doing this every year just to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people view business ownership as almost like a way to step back. Like, oh, well, when you own your own business, like, yes, you get a lot of freedom. You get to you get to do what you enjoy doing. But I, I think a lot of people kind of approach it from, oh, well, when are you going to stop? Like, you don't have you don't have to do that anymore. So why are you doing that anymore? Yeah. When really it's an opportunity to do more of what you love. And like you have a team that when you create a team where everyone is doing what they love, then it allows the rest of the team to do what they love. And then there's exactly. really no reason to stop unless you decide that what you love is changing. Yeah. And all, all those clients, like, let's be honest, they're not clients anymore. They're relationships mm -hmm. that you have. 100%. Yes. And we don't, we don't get to a certain age and say, I don't, I don't need your friendship anymore. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> exactly. I'll know these people for the next 20, 30, 50 years of my life. But yeah, going back to what you're saying about ownership and being a boss, it's to me, you know, it, it's negativity is it's an epidemic, but is so is positivity. And if it starts from the top, if you see a boss grab a mop and mop the floor and take out the trash, then you're going to have some people on your team be like, what the hell is he or she doing doing that? And I'm not doing it to prove a point. I'm doing it to help my team out because I'd rather take out the trash and mop a floor and have one of my teammates helping some member in the bathroom who locked themselves in a locker That's or <laughs> needs to know how to use this machine or hell, they could be signing up a new member. Like they know that stuff better than I do, but I know how to take out trash. I got no problem doing that. And I love mopping floors. <laughs> Speaking of that, like we were saying earlier, I put on T Swift oh, yeah. in the classroom and I mop the floor after mm -hmm. class and it just gets me going. The, every time I clean or like there was a time last year I was setting up our Christmas party and it was like 10 p.m. on a Thursday. And I was like, I'm blasting 
Taylor Swift right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll yeah, get to I know. That. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> You're just so excited to talk about Taylor Swift. So it sounds like like what you have is kind of like this all hands on deck mentality. For myself? And for your team. Like that's the yeah. that's the work ethic. That's mm-hmm. the culture that you've created. How do you create a culture like that? And how do you maintain it? Uh, it's well, I mean, hiring the right people, it, it's it takes a long time. Yeah, I mean, you to find the managers that I have now, Catherine, Katie, Chad, um, Lauren Dickerson, Dom, it, it we went through hundreds of people over the last few years of my life um, hiring people. And it takes a long time. You're not going to find them instantly. But once you have those people that you see they have the potential for that work ethic and they have an open mind to, hey, I don't mind grabbing a rag and wiping down a piece of equipment or let's talk real dirty, some toilets clogged. That just comes with the nature of this job. And when they learn that that's that's what has to be done and you find those people that don't seem to have a problem with it, well, boom, once you find one, it's a domino effect. They sort of attract other people of that same caliber. And I guess, you know, the yogis will say it or whoever, like if you put that energy out there, it'll come back to you. And I don't know what that energy is, but I'm a huge believer in it when it comes to positivity and finding people that are coachable and understand work ethic. Just to give you a great example, most recent one to me is we have a manager by the name of Chad Reese, and he's what I call a mule. He will work day and night climbing whatever mountain and put whatever it is on his back and figure out a way to get it done. And we have a new um, assistant manager, Dom. And I remember Dom and I were going to get coffee one day and he was saying he was basically working under Chad for the last month. And he goes, Chad makes me like I was a unbelievable athlete, college baseball player. This is Dom talking. Mm -hmm. And I was the best. And I got recruited by this and that. And I thought I had good work ethic. And then I've been working with Chad for the last month. And he makes me want to be a better person. He wants makes me want to be a better teammate. And that is that positive, infectious environment that we try and create at Ethos. And it's not just about putting a smile on your face. It's about getting to work. And you have to sometimes get your hands dirty and... I don't have the right answer for it. It's the energy you put out there and somehow a domino effect happens after that. I think you said it's the right people. Yeah. And the right people are really hard to find, but they're what makes it. Mm -hmm. Like without the right people, what are we doing? Exactly. Um, Not to use, I, I keep using them as an example, but Chad's a great one because two I, we're in 2022. So summer of 2021 <laughs> is everybody was like, you need to hire this guy, Chad. You need to hire this guy, Chad. I heard it from members. I heard it from people across town, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like, all right, let's give him an interview. He, he asked to talk to me. I 
anything. I, I didn't have a position for him. Everybody was like, where are we going to put him? We know we need to hire him, but what's his position? And we ended up hiring him. And thank gosh we did, because once we opened, it, we needed mm -hmm. all hands on deck, like you said earlier. Um, but the cool thing is, Chad is that type of person. And so is Katie, and so is Catherine and Dom. Um, I went to Chad, I go, Chad, here's the deal. I can only pay you this. Like, I'm already a million dollars in debt at this point. <laughs> I don't know what your position is, all right? But if you can hang with me, I believe we can get your salary to here. I can't even tell you when we're going to get it here, but I see potential in you. I need you to take a risk with me and with these people that you're working with. And when he got around Katie and Catherine, who had been there for a while, he started to pick it up and he could see it. And I believe if you were to ask him, I think that's what triggered him. And then he just let his talents and skills flourish. So it's, it, that's the person. You need somebody that's coachable and that sees, hey, not how I'm going to win the short battle, mm -hmm. but how I'm going to win the long war here. Like mm -hmm. I'm in this for the long run. And I think that there's not just in the fitness industry, I think it's in every industry that a lot of younger 22 to, to 30 year olds, um, 35 year olds even that just don't understand that long game. He's, he's the complete opposite. He's the one that's, he understands that and he's here for the marathon, not the sprint. Mm -hmm. So why, what makes you feel like that? That generation, that age group doesn't see the long game. I hate when people, not hate you, but I, I don't like when people do the whole generation thing because here's my take on that is our grandparents, they thought their kids, our parents, were a little slack and lazy. That's just the way it is. Older people think that the younger generation is just lazy. Um, so I don't think it's an exact generational thing. I will say it seems like a lot of people these days switch jobs really quickly. Like they're here, hey, I'm going to do this for a year or two and then bump, move on to greener pastures, almost like what we talked about mm -hmm. two years ago. I, I don't have the right answer for it. Um, I just wish that I could see some younger people that would understand, you know, a big thing, here it is, breakdown for you, all right? If I could talk to the younger generation, people that are 22, 25, 30, 35, even 40, it is, if you look who's driving a Porsche, look what the average age is of the person that's driving a Porsche. What is it? It's not 30 years old. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I guarantee you, it's 55 and up. And everybody thinks they're the next LeBron James or Zach Zuck or whatever his name is, Zuckerberg. Mark. And Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zach Zuckerberg. Close. That's his brother. Elon, Elon Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, and, and you just, that's not how it works. Like it takes time to build that, that wealth, that reputation. And everybody's um, quick to switch teams. And they're quick, like we said, the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, maybe you should water your own. And, and that I learned that about relationships, but you can take that and put it into your workplace as well. And 
I wish some people would sort of look at that as an option and not so quickly jump to the other ship. Sometimes maybe the other ship is the better route and you do need to make that choice, but look hard at the people that are ahead of you, five, 10, 15 years ahead of you in your company. And you never know, one of them may fall off and you may get promoted to that position. I don't, there's no answer for it. I just wish I would see a little bit more dedication, a little bit mm. more loyalty. That's a huge one. Um, dependability is a big one. And I know I mentioned this before and I can't tell you how many times I've heard or heard my friends who own businesses, restaurants, presidents of hockey teams, they'll, they'll end up hiring somebody and hey, you got the job. Thank you so much. But just to let you know, a month from now, I've got to go on this vacation. And then two months from now, I got to go to this friend's wedding. And then four months from now, I got to go to that friend's wedding and that bachelor party or this bachelorette party. You know, it's, I don't remember going to that many parties. I remember sometimes, you know, I need to show a little loyalty to my teammates and my boss and say, hey, I may have to skip this bachelorette party. Um, I may have to skip the first night of this wedding and drive early on a Saturday to get to the wedding that night. We hear a lot of that these days and I'm not, it has nothing to do with the younger generation. It is just, it's every young generation getting out there from 50 years ago. Um, like I said, to start this thing is our grandparents thought our parents were a little bit lazy. Mm -hmm. So there is no right answer. It's just something that I wish I could see a little bit more out of people. Yeah, I think people often now are viewing jobs as jobs versus careers. Mm -hmm. It's and we've had this like really big shift because our, our parents, our grandparents, it was very stigmatized to switch jobs. It was like you get a job and you stay there forever. And so now it's kind of like this slippery slope. Once you start leaving and then leaving and finding a new one and finding a new one. Now people want to hire you less. You don't seem as dependable. And you've also not had that experience of having to sacrifice, of having to be committed. And I think also people, people struggle to find careers that they feel dedicated to, but they also expect they, I feel like people almost expect it to be easy in the first year or so, like kind of like, a relationship like yeah oh well if i'm not obsessed or if i don't absolutely love this person or if we're not like you know not fighting all the time then like why am i doing this if it's not easy now then it's never going to be easy like people like you said they aren't willing to stick to it for the long term and i think people want to feel like they like the way that your team feels about ethos very clear that they take a lot of ownership in it that it's their baby mm-hmm and that's the difference between someone who's de dependable and committed and someone who this is their career and they care about this team, they care about the vision, and they they feel very tied to the vision and the mission versus someone who this is just a job. Yeah, and I don't, this is a, this may be way far out there what I'm about to say, and I don't know the science behind this. I don't know if they've done studies, but I know I hear things about how depressed 30, 40, 50 year olds right now are. And there's more depression going on in this world than ever before. 
And it made me think they've also done studies. Like if you show somebody who has a group of five awesome friends compared to two awesome friends, that person's less depressed. And I don't know what these studies are. I can't remember them. They're out there though. Demand, But the more people you're around and the more friends and family that you are around and that you build over the years, the happier, happier you are. And so think about this. If you're doing this job in Charleston for two years, all right, and then you switch to Charlotte for four years, and then all of a sudden you switch back to Charleston for two years, and then you're off to Dallas for four years, and you're switching these jobs, guess what? You're, you're losing friends. You're losing relationships that you could be building. And I almost think if they were to do some type of study on this of depression and people that have switched, have done Mm -hmm. eight jobs in the last 12 years compared to somebody who's stuck with it and did two jobs in the last 12 years in that town, not so much the workplace, but just being in that town for that long, you build more friends, you build more relationships. I could be completely far-fetched and wrong here. I'm just throwing something out that I feel as though they they could coincide, so. Well, now we'll have to test you on that and we'll mm-hmm. definitely have to do I'll an go experiment. run the numbers right Yeah, now. exactly. So in the last year, I wanna know, I wanna start with the, the positive. Like, what are some of your highest moments? Like, elated, this is so exciting. Things that went really, really well for you in the last year. Um, obviously, opening the doors. Yeah. That was, I'm going to try and put this backdated a little. So that was, like you said, November 18th of 2021. I leased that space on Halloween of 2020. And we all remember what the hell was going on in 2020, a pandemic. And at that point, I was still part owner of Exemplar Fitness. And at that point, we were doing outdoor classes for Exemplar Fitness. And then our lease ended a few months later in February of 2021. And so there was no more Exemplar Fitness. And so the team that came with me to build Ethos, we needed a home because Ethos wasn't built yet. It was being built. And so we locked up and the energies of the world gave us this temporary space on King Street that used to be a tech company. There was carpet on the floor. It used to be a Christmas sweater store. Yeah, yeah. That's Christmas, what it is. That is. Yeah. What's his name? Sweater store. And uh, Uncle Carl or something. <laughs> yes, I don't know what yes. his name. And uh, no air conditioning. And it was just a blank space. And I said, we'll take it. Little did I know, I thought we were only going to be there. That was March 1 of two thousand. 21. We were planning to open in May or June of that that year. So three or four months later. Well, it's building, it's construction, it's life. Everything got delayed and delayed and delayed. So we ended up being in that temporary spot on King Street with no air conditioning in June, July, August, even September. And then what happened? Our lease there was ending. We had to get the hell out. And Ethos still wasn't built. So all of October, 
all of those unbelievable members that we had that joined up early, those founding and grandfathered members that believed in us, we were like, guys, we really don't have a home for the next month. We're thinking we're going to open in November now. It's looking like it, but things also get delayed. And so we went back out to the parks and started doing classes and training our clients at apartment buildings and all the trainers. They were Addie was training people in her apartment building and we were still also trying to hire people. It was this crazy thing. Everybody heard about Ethos and they we were teasing on Instagram and everything, but no one really like, is this place really going to open? These people are nuts. It's like fire festival. Yeah. And um, we we finally opened those doors after that grueling, basically, if you think about it, a pandemic year. Then you went into that year of being in a temporary space with no air conditioning and being out in parks. And we finally opened. And that was a surreal moment to me. Um, I think it was a surreal moment to people like Richard and Catherine and Katie who had been by my side, um, spending so much time in Heidi um, before when, when they were there, when the idea of ethos began two years before that. And we were working, like I said, 12 to 16 hour days, um, and just to make sure the baby was all right. And I guess it's like when you have a new baby. I don't know. I don't have a baby, but it sounds That's like what I've it. been told as well. Yeah. It was all hands on deck. Um, no sleep. Well, it is like a baby cleaning up yep. toilets in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> shit, goes, um, shit hits the fan. You got to get up. That was a positive moment for us. Another positive was, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the elated I don't know. It was just incredible to see that many people excited to be in a gym. Yes. And there's two things that I value that too. We're nothing special. One, we're the brand new toy on the street. All right. So everybody wanted to come try it. But number two, if you really think about it, the last 24 months before we opened, everybody was still hesitant about this pandemic. And it was the first time we had this huge facility in this town where everybody could, there could, you can fit 300 people in that place at once if we wanted to. And everybody's jamming out to their own music, lifting weights, sweating, occasionally sneezing and coughing, and it's okay. And um, I think people were just excited about all that. And, and we lucked up with the timing on it for that reason. So yeah, po another positive besides opening doors was just seeing how many people were excited about our product and this cool thing that we just came out with and we we thought the town needed. And I'd say that the third positive would be, you know, we didn't have air conditioning. I forgot about that. Yes. We did not plan on putting air conditioning in that space. And here's the reason why. My dumbass, when we were building it out in that summer, of 2021. I'm in there with the workers, with basic projects, Kate and Ben, and we're trying to figure out, does this place need air? And we're like, oh, it's not that bad in here. We got the doors open. We got these huge, big ass fans and the air's flowing pretty well in there. And this was June, July, and August. And we're like, it's warm, but it's not crazy warm in here. And 
once again, we were supposed to open in May or June. All right. We didn't open until November. So we had zero money left in the bank to pay for any air conditioning. And we were like, we don't even, we don't even think we need it. Plus we, we cannot afford yeah. $250,000 worth of air conditioning. So it got delayed till November which it's beautiful out in November, highs of 60s and 70s. We open the doors, fans are going, everybody loves it. The temperature's great, blah, blah, blah. Well, come December, we, we had, Charleston had some rare warm days where it got up to like 80 degrees, 75, 80. And we're like, holy hell, in that classroom with 30 people packed in there, 50 people, the humidity got, oh, it was awful. And I'm thinking in my mind, I go, holy crap, I didn't realize the human body puts out <laughs> that much heat in this big of a space. Mm -hmm. And so it just clicked in my mind. I go, this is December. Come next May, we've got to get air conditioning in here. And once again, we didn't have any money in the bank. But what was happening is all of these unbelievable members and athletes that we have we're joining up so fast and so quick. Our bank account was rising way faster than we thought it was. And I was like, I think we're going to be able to pay for air conditioning. $250,000. I was wondering what yes. it costs. And because of those people, we were able to put air conditioning in for the, we took three months to do it, but came, I think it was May 1st or May 15th, we had it rolling before it got hot again. But think about this. This just shows you about the energies in the world is we were supposed to open in May or June of 2021. People, if that would have happened, people would have walked in and they would have gone, holy crap, this place is gorgeous. It's beautiful. I want to work out here. They would have worked out there for about two to three weeks or a month maybe. And they would go, it is hot as hell in here. They need air conditioning. I'm leaving. If we would have opened then, we would not have been as successful as we were opening in November. So because of those delays with construction, it actually worked out to the perfect storm for us. Yeah. So that was a huge positive. Yeah. It was one of those things that like CrossFitters were really used to know AC. So it was yeah. like, yeah, great, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, oh, but there's a sauna. And, oh, there's a ton of people here and it's Charleston and it's hot as shit and I don't want to work out and not yeah. AC. And then there, there was AC and it was like, oh, didn't even know we needed this, but this is amazing. I'm glad you just cursed because I didn't know if oh. I could curse. Oh, I, or not. I just beat myself. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Get it all out. Here just we go. <laughs> the obstacle is the way though, right? Yes. yes. What you mentioned before, like every, every Saturday when I pull up to Ethos, it's either 8, 9, 10 a.m., and it's packed. And I'm like, we live in Charleston. This is a big party city. People come here for destination weddings and bachelorettes and whatever. We have so much food, so much alcohol. And there are so many people that make sure they get in their workout at Ethos. It's like a part of their weekend. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, again, like coming from a CrossFit gym, that it was just like the cross the CrossFit community. It was just like our culture that 20 of us worked, to get, worked out together on Saturday mornings. But no, this is hundreds of people. And it's so cool to see there's some people 
in rush. There's some people in yoga. There's some people doing their own thing. There's some people in the cardio equipment. And it's just like this really cool vibe. And it just gives you a lot of hope of like the city of Charleston and just like, I don't know, hopefully people in general are actively trying to improve their health Mm -hmm. and to create a space for that where people are like really excited to go. Yeah. It's an essential part of their weekend. It's it's cool to hear you say that because the ultimate vision that I've had for Ethos since I was 18 years old, 18 years ago, was I wanted to create some type of facility where a CrossFitter can come do a workout, a bodybuilder can come do a workout, grandma and grandpa can come read the Wall Street Journal or walk on a treadmill or do an elliptical. And then a pro athlete, which we have in the off seasons, could sit in there and run a 40-yard dash, but do it right next to a 12-year-old lacrosse girl. And all of that is happening, and you really see it. It's every day, but yeah, Saturday mornings, are it's nuts. Yeah. It's like the thing. I don't know what everybody's doing, but yeah. It's just so cool to see that this is like, you know, in mm-hmm. Charleston, we all like to drink and eat. We like to go to the beach, but we all work out Saturday morning at Ethos. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to hear you say that. Yeah, So for yeah. sure. Let's get to the sad parts. I want to know a couple of the the biggest lows in the last year, like the hardest times. Like what get what gave you gray hair? <sighs> oh, are we talking about when we're open or before we opened? I think when you opened, because I know before you opened, like <laughs> yeah, a lot I'd, of gray. I'd, I'd say the the first thing when we opened was the the towel issue Mm. like we we came from a gym that provided towels and linens and that was a big deal to us to provide to you guys and we have a washer and dryer an industrial washer and dryer and we knew it would be busier than the other gym we were at Um, but like i said earlier it was super busy at the beginning and it was very sad and very hard to come to a decision of where we, we don't have any room to put any more washers and dryers in our place. You'd be a laundromat. Yeah. My teammates were folding towels constantly, nonstop, nonstop. You know, that, that made me not sleep for a couple of nights, but of course my team, they're unbelievable at problem solving and solutions. And I don't know who came up with the idea of like, let's call a laundromat and let's figure out some kind of deal we can make with them. And within a month, of opening, we had a, a deal made with a laundromat down the street. And so that problem got solved. Yeah. I just think, Hannah, the question you asked, like what keeps me up, what are the sad days, is the core team, the Heidi, the Catherine, the Katie, I know I keep naming them, Addie, Davon, Dino, you know, Allison. After going through a pandemic and dealing with the gym closing because of Elise and being in a temporary space, all of in delayed construction, all of that stuff for 24 constant months. It's hard to find a sad day right now. And I am very fortunate. People ask me, how am I doing? Like just how are my days going? Anything. And I said, I am very fortunate. You know, my my friends, my family are all healthy. Um, that's the simple thing, and that's the greatest thing. And all of my teammates are healthy people and they're 
they're so fun to be around and they have smiles on their faces all the time. And even when they don't, we communicate, all of us do as a team, and we figure out ways to make pull each other up. And I am so fortunate of what's going on now in my life and with the business compared to the last two years that it, it's kind of hard to complain. So I'm very lucky right now. It's like even the towels, even the sauna, mm -hmm. even this piece of equipment broke, even the, the parking or whatever. It's just like, Yes. You went through so much that this stuff is now this. These are problems of a thriving gym. Mm -hmm. These aren't problems of we're going to close. We don't have a lease. We don't have a space. When are we going to open? It's all just like, yeah, this stuff seems really trivial now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, I, I keep saying it, which is extremely fortunate. Yeah. So what do you feel like are some of the like throughout all this? throughout just like starting to create ethos, like the lessons that you've learned and the mindset shifts that you've had? So I don't know who taught me this years ago. I guess it was when I was building out Exemplar and we doubled the size of Exemplar and that was eight years ago now that somebody said, when it comes to construction, double the time of what they tell you and double the money. And that has always sunk in my head. And that for sure happened when we built Ethos. Um, it was a eight, $900,000 project that turned into a, a $1.2 million project. But having that perspective and that awareness, that mindset going into it, you know, it didn't, the obstacles didn't hit as hard as they would have if I didn't. You expected uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, I listen to my clients and members that are building houses and things like that. And it sounds like the same mm -hmm. scenario. I believe one of the other cool lessons and things that I've learned is for me as a, as an owner to delegate and that takes a lot of trust. And once again, it goes into weeks, months, years, hiring and finding the right people. But it's been so unbelievably cool to witness my teammates, especially the younger ones, have responsibility and absolutely fly with it. You know, nobody ever comes to me with a problem unless they have a solution or options of solutions. And watching the trainers business after watching Addie and Dino and Alice and all those people, Ryan, they just, they sucked it up for two years in a pandemic and, and training in apartment buildings and parks and watching them have a facility now, they have a canvas and they're painting on it and they're making the most beautiful artwork ever. Their, their businesses are thriving. They're sitting there making six to 10 grand a month and watching them buy houses and new cars. You know, that's that's the coolest thing about my job. And watching people like Katie Dellinger, who was a young, I think she was 23, 24 when she started with me at Exemplar. And now she's this 26, 27 year old powerhouse leader. And watching her talk to the other younger teammates and, and them listening to her and same with 
Catherine being our, she's basically my business wife. <laughs> and um, your work wife but she's also my mom yeah too and, it's an and, interesting dynamic yes because <laughs> she's like joey you cannot say that you no you can't do that um she keeps you in line or she'll be the one let me handle this and she's mm. like um takes care of business but just i don't know it, it's it's so cool heidi our our social media marketing director and, and she had a profession. She was a professor. And, really? Oh, yeah. And watching her say, hey, we need you full time. And be able to be able to give somebody that opportunity and pay them that kind of money and let them run with it. It's, it's the coolest thing about my job. And sort of like we were, you and I were talking earlier, like I don't have scary Sundays. You know, it, it's, it's one of the things that lights me up. And the other thing is they all, they don't, I don't know if they realize it. My teammates from Andrew, Ryan, Mary Kate, Caitlin, that girl's in, once again, another mule. She lives there. She's for like, sure. she's like Chad. She's a mule. Yeah. She works her ass off. I don't think they realize how much they inspire me. And it, it's when I see them busting their ass, it makes me want to bust my ass. Like, I don't want to feel like, oh, the owner, the founder, that mm -hmm. I'm going to take days off and travel and all this stuff. Like, when I'm traveling, I itch to get back. And because I know my team's giving it their all to make that place look beautiful and clean and have a great energy. And I want to be a part of it. And also, it's the competitiveness in me that's like, I don't want to let these people outwork me. And I'm not there yet. And so, you know, that's the coolest thing to witness over this last year. Yeah. Is that team growing and absolutely thriving off of each other. And, and the, the, the trainers are all different. They, they have their own programming. They have their own pay scale. They, they have their own nutrition plan, but yet, we pride ourselves and I tell them all the time, I go, your program is not the best program and neither is yours, Allison, and neither is yours, Ryan. It's like, but guess what? Maybe if we all talk mm -hmm. and we shoot ideas back and forth, maybe our programs can be that much better, but nobody has the right plan. And it, it's a very egotistical industry. And I just don't allow that in the facility and I can't stand it, and none of them have it. And if they did, it washed away, because all of us have a little bit of ego, you know? But they come in there and they have open minds, and they're like, what can I learn from this person today? What can I learn from Dina? What can I learn from Addie? Maybe what can I learn from the 23-year-old MK? MK. You know, <laughs> you know? It, it doesn't matter the age, it doesn't matter the shape, the size, the color, anything, like they are, all open ears and that's part of the mindset that we believe in as a team and i think that's why they they cluster together and they all bond so well so yeah having having open-mindedness but also transparency as yeah. values mm -hmm. yeah that'll you know make the world go around yeah. Last ethos question before we talk about what we're really here to talk about. And that's yeah. Taylor Swift. You've got all these people waiting this I know. whole damn Well, that's, time. that's why. I got to save it to the end so to make sure they listen. Good idea. Exactly. 
what are you excited about in the next year, two years, three years? Anything exciting happening? What are you excited about? What's new? You, um, quick one. Um, we are getting at Ethos Outdoor, an outdoor workout area. Yeah. Actually, the fence is going up today. But most importantly, we are building a recovery area. And we have an outdoor sauna coming and two of the most badass cold tanks you can ever That's awesome. imagine. I don't even want to tell you how much money each one is. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to do some breath work classes. Not the full Wim Hof thing. Yeah. Hopefully we can get one of their instructors out to teach us. That'd be awesome. Um, but, you know, just triangle breathing. And, and then I'm mimicking it. I'm copying it from a badass gym out in Venice, California called Deuce. And they have a couple cold tanks and an outdoor sauna. And you hop in the cold tank. So this would be like a it's class. Like fire and ice. Yeah. Right? You hop in the yeah. cold tank for three minutes. Ooh. And then you cool off. I mean, or warm up. Yeah. For two minutes and then you get in the 200 degree sauna for 15 to 20 minutes and then they did this thing this cool thing called an espresso dip so as soon as you get out of the sauna you go all the way completely under head under and you try and do it for 30 seconds then you're done class is over class is over yeah. have a good day yeah. wait okay is it a plunge or is it a is it like a cryo or is it ice water ice water okay the machines that imagine a hot tub in reverse Oh, God. Yes. It cleans itself, everything like that. But the ones that we are getting are like the Cadillac Mac Daddies. Um, Chad and Richard have been like nerding out <laughs> over them. But if it's cold enough outside, these machines will get so cold, they'll create their own ice. The water will get that cold. That so, Like, that sounds scary. It is. Oh, yeah. You won't... Be that's the other thing where nobody's allowed to go out there by themselves yeah, okay. and do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a class. <laughs> yes. This is a class. Um, if anything, like we may develop, I don't know, we're new to this. So yeah. we're learning. Maybe it'd be something where between these hours you can come use the cold tank and we make sure we have like a staff. Yeah. There. Staff or yeah. team right there out there watching. And that would be another cool Saturday thing. Yes. Like everyone does their workout and then you do this. And then Huge. Yeah. There'll yeah. be an outdoor shower too. So you can rinse off awesome. after your workout. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, that's a cool thing that's going on. Very exciting. I'm trying to think what else. we got some badass apparel that just came out. Some more coming out. You got a lot of new equipment recently. Like a lot of new rowers. Mm -hmm. You got the C2 bikes. Which yes. Which is great. They're awesome. Yeah. All the Concept 2 rowers. Mm -hmm. Um, we got that boxing area over there. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. My goal is, and the team's goal is to just elevate that gym. That's our motto in every team meeting every Monday is how can we elevate the gym better than it was last week? And it could be the most minute thing. It could be music in the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. It could be better soap and conditioner. Could be toothbrushes. Yes. Toothpaste. It could Great be Great tooth idea. Toothbrushes, toothpaste. It could be this new piece of equipment. It could be mopping the floor more days or whatever. It could be Trace Palmas adding something to their menu. Like it, whatever it is, that's my challenge to the team. And I would, you asked me earlier, I guess I forgot this one. What keeps me up at night? I would say a big thing is I don't want to be the one hit wonder. I don't want to be the new shiny toy. I want year two and year five to be better than year one. Mm -hmm. 
And it's like Starbucks was a better is a better company now than it was 25 years ago. And I want to figure out a way to keep pushing Ethos and the people, the members, the family at Ethos and giving them what they're paying for because it isn't cheap. And I want to add value to their product and I want it to be home. I want it to be, I want them to go on vacation for two weeks and say, I miss going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I miss seeing everybody. And when I hear things like that, that's, that's one of the coolest compliments I can ever get. Have you heard the, like the third place? Like everyone, everyone should have three places. You have one, which is home. You have two, which is work. And then three is like where you hang out. The third place. You're the third place. Ethos is the third place. Maybe we should open a gym and call it the third place. Okay. Well, I want credit for that. <laughs> yes. What a cool idea. What a cool yeah. concept. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's I've how never we... heard of that, but really? that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's like the place where you, you go on vacation and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I, I miss Ethos. Or I miss the gym or I miss my people there. And it's a, it's a staple of your day. Yeah. And it's a part of your day that you, that you love. And it's, it's also like to have that be associated with improving your health is really cool because you don't often do that at work or really, I mean, maybe now more at home, but to go somewhere that's just the, that's always what I've really appreciated is that it's an intentional space for working out where I also feel relaxed to work first. Like, you know, we're sitting in this office. I don't have any windows, but like I have an office. It's great. Yeah. But I will choose to go work in the ethos cafe every day if I can. Mm -hmm. Because it's just it's just a vibe, you know. That's what we're trying to. Think. I, I'm what I'm scared now is you got me thinking about this third place thing, and I think mine may be Moe's Crosstown. <laughs> That's where you go spend your yeah, time. Yeah, if you ask my friends, yeah. Because oh, yeah. you, yeah, your work is my third place. It's a weekly establishment, and oh, the black and blue is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to live um, like two door, two doors. I remember that, and it was so dangerous. I remember when you and it was like that. COVID. So it was like we can't go out. Let's we'll just walk yeah. over to Mo's and walk back upstairs. We have a member at the gym, and her and her boyfriend live across the street from Mo's. Mm. I guarantee you, they've caught me <laughs> at least ten times going to Mo's. When you can walk in to the it past too. year. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. All right, let's recap Taylor Swift. Yes. Tell me what you think about her new album. I think it's better than her last two albums. Mm -hmm. It's it's very well produced. I I don't think there's any crazy hit single like Blank Spaces, but I mean, how could you? Like Wildest Dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't quite understand what the rave is about anti-hero. Oh my God, that's one of my favorites. No, I don't. And then <laughs> Snow on the Beach, like... Yeah, it's well produced and they're great, but they don't have me going. But here's the thing. You need to learn about me. Okay. I'm a sucker for sad songs and sad movies. Mm. So whenever you put a piano in something, sort of like Sweet Nothings or Maroon, like that gets me going. So like All Too Well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the other, yeah. the other one that's moving up? What is it? Woulda, shoulda, coulda? Oh, what, that's what on are, the 3 a.m. edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard Bigger Than the Whole Sky? Yes. Oh, man. That's that one's one. on repeat for me right now. I know. Because you can feel it. That's the crazy thing about her is the more you listen to those albums and the songs, the better they are. You I don't know what it is. You keep finding more. Yeah. So I don't know. Are you going to try and go to one of her 
shows? There, so actually the tickets come out tomorrow. She's playing in Nashville on my birthday. Because all the other ones, like Atlanta's close and Nashville's close, but everywhere else is not close. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, if she could come to Credit One, that'd be great, but I doubt that'll happen. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite Um, <laughs> It's definitely a bucket list for sure. I saw her in concert. When? It had to be 10 years ago. I took my oh, older wow. cousin. Yeah. Like what songs was she singing? Oh. You don't remember? Yeah, I mean, no, I actually don't. It, But it was like a, it, it was back when Taylor was, I think she was still like just country. Yeah. Back then. And it was almost like a Broadway play, her concert. Really? I don't think it's quite like it is now. Oh, no. It is a full-on performance. But her, I want to see her. Some diehards I want to see are her and Justin Timberlake. I think they would be great in I concert. was going to say Justin Bieber. But yeah. I don't know. Beeb's undo. I mean, I got nothing against him. But I want to go back to Antihero. Yeah, yeah. So she literally says... It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. Which makes me think, is she admitting that all of the drama is because of her? 100- is she the villain? Well, I'm glad she's grown up and realized she's that. She's saying, like, must be hard rooting for me this whole time because I suck. Well, I don't think you suck. No, she but doesn't suck. She doesn't suck. You know, it's like, no offense to the people that get married three or four times, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you got to look in the mirror, not the person that you. <laughs> well, married. that's what she says. Like, I'll stare at the sun, but won't look in the mirror. Yeah, but she's got to be extremely hard to date. Like, I can't even imagine dating her. She's I traveling. I don't care how much money she has. She's never around. Probably she'll and, she'll sing about you no matter what happens, oh, yeah, good yeah. or bad. Yeah, you're in a song. Um, if you cook her a bad dinner, it's going to be in one of her songs. I think. Antihero is kind of like an anthem for girls. Yeah. And it's also a great caption. Like so many people have put on their Instagram caption, like it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Mm-hmm. And it's also just like those songs that people are kind of like, when they sing it, it's like a, it, it's like an anthem. You know, it's like, like we, we played it at Christian's wedding. At Christian's wedding reception, we played it and people were blasting. Like no. people were belting it. Really? A lot of girls, but still a lot of guys because- Taylor is, you know. I don't think it's that bad of a song. It's just me. You don't get it. It's not my, I'll go put it on the car right now. It's like vigilante shit or like. um, I like that song. That one's good. Where it's like kind of, there's like an edge to it. It's a grittiness. Yeah. I heard a crazy rumor that she might've bought a little property in Charleston. No way. Uh Where? I don't know. I can't tell you. We'll blow up your podcast. Stay tuned. Well, that's the point. Oh, whatever. Did you actually hear this? Yeah. I don't know if it's for her, for her family. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll be seeing her at Ethos Athletic Club. Maybe. I don't know. I'll probably get in the sound booth with her. Sure, a couple of my acapellos. It's acapella? Acapella, it's whatever not. it is. It's <laughs> a good way to end this. Joey, thank you so much for coming yeah. on again, recapping with me. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, talking about cheeseburgers and Taylor Swift. Yeah, no problem. This has been fun. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank you. To keep up with Ethos, check out the links in the show notes below. Please send us your favorite Taylor Swift song on Instagram and subscribe to the show. New episodes are out every Monday. Till then, have an awesome week.